Good morning, everyone. We have an easy fast. So we're up to the 10th chapter in the Dodim, 69b, on the bottom, third line from the bottom, Boy Rabba, another inquiry from Rabba. Boy Rabba. Some say Rabba. Kayim, person says, the father or the husband says, when she makes an oath, and he says it's confirmed, it's confirmed and revoked at the same time. It should happen simultaneously. Say, he didn't say, I affirm to you, and then I revoke to you. He said, simultaneously. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't separate the two. Two statements, not an independent statement. When he says, it's a separate statement. Then it's a question. If it's, we follow the first one, like Rabbi Meir says, and therefore it's an affirmation, and then the, the revocation, revoking it, has no standing. Or not, but here... It's one statement. He says it, it says it together. So what's the law? Not, it's not an independent statement. He says, affirmation and revoking. So that is simultaneous. It's together. That both things should happen simultaneously. Affirming the vow and then canceling the vow. Mao, what's the law? So what's the question? Obviously, they cancel out each other. <laughs> it's a contradiction. You can't affirm and, and, uh, and revoke at the same time. It can't be both at the same time. The question is, maybe one of them, one of them should stand and the other one should be cancelled. Which one is it? Maybe the confirmation takes effect, and therefore you can no longer revoke it, or not. Maybe, maybe neither, neither of them takes effect. Toshma, I'll bring you approved. I'm sorry, okay, that's, that's what we learned yesterday. That's what we concluded yesterday. That, um, that, that's anything, if he says, if he says to two sisters, you are betrothed to me, so since he can't betroth one sister than the others, so they do simultaneously, they cancel out each other. Neither of them are betrothed. Not one of them are betrothed. I don't know which one. No, neither of them are betrothed. You don't need to get. So two over here. By doing it simultaneously, they cancel out each other. Fine. Okay, and here's the new, the new piece of the Gemara. Three lines on the bottom. Boy, If he says, Kayim If he says, the father, the husband says, it's confirmed for you today. Mao, what's the law? Me, I'm reading command as if he said, Today I'm affirming, but tomorrow it is revoked. 
and therefore it's only affirmed for one day, and then tomorrow the vow is, uh, is revoked. He didn't say to her explicitly that tomorrow it's revoked. Therefore, it can't be, deduction is not the equivalent of revoking. It's not effective. So therefore, the whole vow remains affirmed, not only for today, but even tomorrow. It's implied today. So the implication is today and not tomorrow. The question is, if our further has to be explicit or an implication is also enough. Maybe he said explicitly, this is what Rabbi initially said, that it would work. No, if he said explicitly, if he said explicitly, today I'm affirming and tomorrow it's, 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 I'm, 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 so then there's no question that today you have to keep the vow and tomorrow there's always a vow, there's no vow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's not a question. The question is, if it's implied, if that's enough of a verification. And we continue in 78. Whatever you're going to want to say, that it has to be explicit. So what if, um, and therefore, the vow remains even for tomorrow. Um, what if he says to her, if he says tomorrow, explicitly, he says tomorrow I'll revoke her. Do we say that tomorrow is too late? Because he confirmed the nether today. In other words, since he says it's revoked tomorrow, so the implication is that it's confirmed today. And once, once the nether is confirmed, then it can't be revoked. In this case, we're saying he didn't say... It makes sense. A minute ago, so, and he's saying, so if the implication works for affirmation, since you're implying today it is affirmed, then it's too late. I can't revoke it tomorrow. So a minute ago, you were asking if you just imply tomorrow or not, if it's effective. There's no question, in other words, if you say it clearly. I'm affirming today and I'm going to expire. So you say, you could, you have that power. Even though your whole power is only today, but I can say, it's only for one day and tomorrow it's fine. Question is of implication. Here you're saying, a second later, you're asking, well, <coughs> if he said tomorrow, it's, it's canceled, revoked, which implies that today is affirmed. And once it's affirmed, I can no longer cancel. Even if it's just implied, how much more so if I say so explicitly? It's a contradiction. So the Ram you have to, Ran says, the question of the Gemara, you have to read as follows. It's missing something. It says, you have to read as follows. Do we say that implying, if he says, if he says it's, it's uh, affirmed today, which implies that it's canceled tomorrow. So is implication enough to revoke it? Or even if it is implied that tomorrow is revoked, it wouldn't help. Because even if he said explicitly tomorrow's revoke, it doesn't help. Because today is the only day you have power. Once you affirm it, that's fine. It's too late. So then the question is, then Intim Tulema then goes, comes in, the, then kicks in the Intim Tulema. Then if he says tomorrow it's revoked, which implies that today is affirmed, is that an affirmation? And once it's affirmed, then it's too late. Perhaps, since he didn't say explicitly, so he never affirmed it today. When he says, revoke for you tomorrow, it must mean that it should be revoked from today because that's the only power. The only power is today. But he says, if he says it's going to be revoked tomorrow, how is it possible to be revoked tomorrow? By, by revoking it today. And if you're going to want to say, that even if he said revoke you tomorrow, it implies. But confirm today. 
Kivan the Kaimai Ayoim. Since he confirmed the vow today, Lamacher commanded Isadami. As though confirmation continues, it can't be revoked. If that's the case, so Amalo What if he says, "I confirm it for an hour today"? Mao. What's that law? Me, I'm in the say, command It's as if he says, implies. It's only for an hour, but the next hour is permitted to you. I'm revoking you. Never said it explicitly. Because if he said it explicitly, then it would work. That I'm only affirming it for one hour, and the next hour I'm revoking it. Maybe it's effective. Because he has a whole day to revoke. I didn't say explicitly. If you're going to say that, since he didn't say it explicitly, therefore it's not revoked the next hour. What would be the law if he said there explicitly? Amalamai confirmed for this hour and revoked the next hour. Me, Amrina, do we say? Kivan, the Kaima Kaima is too late. Once you affirm the vow, that's it. The vow, you have no right. You lose the right, the option. You lose the option. You can no longer exercise the option of revoking. I Kivan, the Kuliyema, Barakama, Barafaru, since the Tayyar gives me the whole day, the rest of the day. So therefore, it does help. I can, I can affirm it for one hour of the day and the rest of the day I can. I can I can cancel it, and then the vow is cancelled going forward. Your mother says, Tosh, Ma, bring your proof. We learned in the Mishnah in Nazir. If a woman says, I'm a Nazir. Oh, how do we know a woman could be a Nazir? It says, clearly in the Bible. Yisha, Yisha. Yisha, Yisha. And the husband heard and said, I in that case, he cannot revoke her nazizus. Because he said, Ani. So in other words, he's affirming her nazizus. He's attaching his nazizus to her nazizus. I'm like her. So that's an affirmation. So therefore, he can no longer, he can't uh, revoke it. So the question is, he might ask, Why? Why? Let's say, when he said, I... He was saying that it also be a nazir. With respect to her statement, but regarding her statement, the law, her statement, why don't you say the shach is kaim? He's only affirming it for one hour. It's enough that for this hour he's affirming it. And he's saying, I should be a Nazir like her. So his, his Nazirus applies. And then he still has he exercises option the next hour. He can cancel it. You have to say, because once you affirm it, you affirm it. You can no longer exercise the option of, of, uh, of canceling. The mother says, no, you can't bring a proof from there. Because the Mishnah holds, when he says an I, meaning I'm going to be the same like you. So just like he makes, he's a Nazir, at minimum of 30 days. So it means he's saying that also you, I'm affirming your Nazirus. So therefore you can no, no longer revoke it.
question remains. We have no proof. Could you affirm it just for an hour? Okay, let's see what Allah has said. So since it remains in doubt, since it remains in doubt, so you, you don't get any lashes, but she's prohibited. Whenever there's a doubt of Nadarim, you have to be Mahmet. But you can't give her lashes because the mother remains in doubt. We're not sure. But if he says, if he affirms it today, then for sure there's no question that you can't, you can't say, I'm affirming it today and tomorrow I'm revoking it. No, that option is definitely, definitely out. Next mission. So we said a night I'm also both the husband and the father both together in partnership could revoke her nether. What if the father dies? His right does not transfer to the husband. Doesn't empty out to the husband. Doesn't transfer to the husband. But Mesabal. So the husband can't revoke her vows. The vow remains in effect. The father is not present. He can't take over his his jurisdiction. Mesabal, the husband dies. It does empty out. It does transfer to the father. Now the father could revoke the vow alone by himself. In this matter, the power of the father is better, stronger than the power of the husband. But another matter, the power of the husband is stronger than the father. In which case, the husband could revoke even after she turns 12 and a half. She's no longer a nighter. She matures. The father's power only is until she reaches the age of Bagras, till she reaches 12 and a half. Let me quick. I, I don't think I tell you so the, the Mishnah says, Mesa'ah, the new Mishnah. If the father dies, if the, the, it doesn't transfer to the husband. He cannot revoke the nether alone. Mesa'ah, if the husband dies, the second Shusa'ah. He does. He, he does. It empties to him. He has the power now to revoke the nether alone. In this case, we see that the power of the father is stronger than the power of the husband. He inherits her his right, but he, she, the husband, does not inherit the father's right. The husband is stronger than the father. The husband could nullify his betrothed wife. Even if she matures, fully matures, she's more than 12 and a half years old. But only up until the age of 12 and a half. The Gemara says, my time, what's the reason? Why does the husband inherit, the husband does, does get the right of the, of the, I'm sorry, the father can get the, the, the right of the husband, but the husband doesn't get the right of the father if the father dies. So the Pazazazab says, the says, that that a father's house means a father's household. In other words, even if a base even if a father is no longer alive, the, the Taylor describes her as being in a father's house, not in the husband's house. So even after the father's death, she still belongs to the father's house. So the husband doesn't get that right. She still remains in the father's the father's domain. She doesn't fall under the jurisdiction of the father. 
As long as she's a Naira, the Taita is saying, as long as she's a Naira, up until the age of 12 and a half, she's in Beit Zavir. She's considered in the jurisdiction of a father's household. Even if she's betrothed. So therefore nothing changes. The Taita is staying. Her status is, because as, she, as long as she's, even if she's betrothed, she's still not living with her husband. She can't live with her husband. So she belongs to the jurisdiction of her father. So therefore, the father can, can, can cancel it himself. But if the father dies, she's still in the, his jurisdiction, in the, the household of the father, not to the husband. doesn't fully belong to the husband, so the husband doesn't have the power to single-handedly uh, cancel her vows. Minala, where do we know? Yeah. Minala, where do we know this from? Amarabah, Rabbah says, Amakravim, Oh, but if the husband dies, then it empties out to the domain of the father. He has the right to single-handedly now um, revoke her vow. Where do we know this? Because Ahmed Abba says, And if she'll be to a man, and her vows are upon her, so, it's a, it's a redundant expression, be, will be. In other words, there's two acts of being. So we're talking about... What are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about two betrothals. Why two betrothals? Because the husband, the first husband died, or he divorced her, or he died. And then she became a betrothed to a second, to a second man. Okay, and we continue and side B. So Makish Since the Tater places these two kedushin together, so the Tater is juxtaposing the two. Just like before, the first betrothal, the father gets to revoke her vows solo. So before the second betrothal. If, if while he's before she betrothed again, the husband, the first husband is out of the picture, the father gets to revoke the vow all by himself. One maybe you can say the vows that she made after, just like before she made the vow before the first kiddushin. And of course, the father could revoke it solo. So when the Taita says that the vows that she makes between the two betrothal, maybe he's talking about the same type of vow, a vow that she makes after the husband died. But how do you know that the vow that she made while she was betrothed and then the husband dies, that the father gets to revoke it solo? Then I don't need the Hoyotia to teach me this. I don't need a hekish. Then I know, because it says, Binodel, she belongs to the father. The father ha- has, has the jurisdiction. So, of course, if she makes a vow, even though she was betrothed once, she never left the father's jurisdiction. So, of course, the father has jurisdiction over her. I don't need a special, a special hekish to teach me. So, the special, special hekish is coming to teach me that even a vow that she made during the first betrothal, between the two betrothals, the father could revoke it solo. Okay, it says in the Mishnah, in this case, the fa- power of the father is superior than the father, the power of the, ba- of the husband. 
that if he di- the father dies, the husband cannot revoke it solo, and if the husband dies, the father could revoke it solo. But it says, hey, for dummy. How is this? But on the other hand, on the other hand, on the other matter, on the other hand, on the other hand, the, the husband is superior to the father, he gets to revoke her vows of betrothed, even if she's fully mature after she's a begettus. She's no longer a knight. What is it? How is it? What, what case are we talking about? What circumstance? If we're talking about he betrothed her when she was a knighter between the age of 12 and 12 and a half. And then she became a begetter before he, before he married her fully. Let's see. Since the father's death removes her from the father's jurisdiction. And the Bagdus also removes it from the father's jurisdiction. Once the father dies, it's not like the sons inherit the jurisdiction over their sister, over his daughter. Then she's free. And she's the only one who can marry herself off. No one else can marry her off. So too. And once she turns a begettus, the father, she leaves the father's jurisdiction. Once she reaches 12 and a half, the father can no longer marry her. So just like when the father dies, he does not automatically go to the domain of the husband. You should say the same thing. We're talking about a vow that she made when she was a knight. Yeah? that she made as she was a knight even though it's only the day of the vow but it's only when they find out maybe after they didn't find out until, 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 until she was a bagger and that day you have one day to, 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 to revoke it so a vow that she made when she was a knight and then she turned a bagger he shouldn't either have any power over that vow it's tough love because since when she was a knight and when she made the vow the father was there so now now and the father is still here it's just she turned a bagger a begetters. Okay, the father no longer has the power to revoke, but, but he should also shouldn't have any power to revoke. Ella, rather, we're talking about a case where he betrothed her when she was a begetus. We already learned this in the Mishnah. We already learned this in the Mishnah. We're going to learn later on in the tractate. The Mishnah says, who waits 12 months. Shabbalazah says that since a husband is obligated to support her after 12 months, you give him 12 months. After 12 months, he refuses to marry. He can revoke her daughter. So why does the Tana have to teach us our, in this case, we already learned, we know that the husband could revoke a vow even if she's older, fully mature. Even if she's only betrothed him. Now he's, he's just uh, parenthetically he quoted the Mishnah, so he's clarifying that Mishnah. If she's a begetus, why do you have to wait 12, 12 months? We say a begetus, you only give 30 days. You only need 12 months if she's young. She's a nighter. Each side could ask for 12 months, but only applies if, if she's young. 
But a begedis is only given 30 days. So why 12 months? Anyway, that, yeah, that is an opinion of Rabbunna that a begedis, all begedis, and you only give them 30 days. The Gemara disagrees. The Gemara actually says, in Ksuvis, we learned, the Gemara actually says that a begedis, you give her 12 months minus how old she is past her begedis. Let's say she was 13, she's a child on her 13th birthday. So you, so you take off six months. So you give him six months. So it's, no, it's 12, as he's 14, only 30 days. Uh, 12 months from when she became a begetter. So, But here the mission says you give her a full 12 months. Begetter, and only then could it be revoked in that day. What, what kind of 12 months? Okay, but you can say, why can't you answer that uh, he betrothed, he became betrothed when she became a begetter? The Mishnah wouldn't just say such a language, Begedes, the, the 12 months. It's only in the case if he pushed it literally, literally betrothed her the day she turned 12 and a half. I mean, I mean what are the chances? He wouldn't just say a Begedes that the 12 months passed, he would have spelled it out. So, so what does it mean 12 months? Sigmar said, Tni, you have to edit the Mishnah, learn Begedes, Vishasasas Nemozakhe. A begetters and one who waits 12 months. A begetters that only has 30 days. Or whatever, minus whatever time from when she became a begetters. She has 12 months minus whatever time, but not 12 months. And someone who waits 12 months. And that's referring to a nighter. A nighter who waited 12 months. Okay, but anyway, getting back to our question, it's difficult. Why do you have to say it twice? Think about answers. Eboy is him if you want to land to you. Here, the Mishnah's law stated specifically, purposely. Here, the Mishnah is coming to teach us. This Eboy is him if you want, I'll tell you. This is the Mishnah is coming to teach us. That's a malacha. That the husband could, uh, could, uh, could could revoke her vows after she's a begetus. Begetus, the boy is looking at because there's a machlekes. Abulaz attacker holds that after 12 months he gets to revoke. Since he's chayev in the zainus, he has to feed her and take care of her. And the rabbanon holds no until he actually moves in, until they actually move in together, until they actually marry, consummate the marriage. Um, he cannot revoke. Um, he cannot revoke her vows. Now that the rabbis disagree. Now the rabbis... I mean, this is the Ike, the Ram points out. I mean, this is the Ike, this is the Allah. Because we have a rule, Stam Mishnah, Vachar Kach Machleikas. The rabbi is teaching us that the law does not follow the Stam Mishnah. But he's starting to teach us this Allah, which really is only the opinion of Rabbi Leza. Then he clarifies only the opinion of Rabbi Leza. But the rabbis disagree and say, the husband does not have this power. He does not have the power to single-handedly uh, revoke the vows of his betrothed. It's only him and the father. When she's a knight, Iboy another answer, if you will. Begedes, Dafke. Mishnah Begedes, purposely. Since he already said, teaches the first halach, and we see the power of the father, he also mentions, there's also the power of the husband, according 
according to Rabbi Leza, have an easy and meaningful fast.